Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Rambam Mishnah Torah, Hilchas Gelayim, the laws of mixed species, and today we segue from <clears throat> grains into animals, breeding of animals. The Torah forbades cross-breeding of animals. One, Hamarchiv Zohar al-Nekeva, She'ena if someone causes a male and a female of different species, animals, to mate. This is called breeding. Bain bibehema, whether we're talking about a domestic animal, bain bechaya, or a non-domestic animal, or in the world of birds, fowl, vafila bimine chaya shabayom, even in ocean mammals, <clears throat> not as the commentaries explain, not fish, but in the marine mammal world. Cross-breeding, interbreeding of species is also forbidden. The prohibition is a biblical prohibition which can, under the right circumstances, result in lashes, which is the litmus test as to whether it's biblical or not. If, under the right circumstances, with witnesses warning and viewing, it can result in biblical lashes, it's biblical, and the halacha is unlike many of the previous halachas, Regardless of geographical location, Israel, diaspora, all over. Bein ba'oretz, whether in the land, the holy land, bein b'chutz or outside the holy land. Shenemar, as the verse says, behemtecha, your animals. Lei tarbia klayim, you shall not crossbreed, mate with other species, and it doesn't spell out where. Now, does it have to be mine? Can I do crossbreeding with your animals? Whether the animal domesticated or wild or fowl belong to him, that belong to his fellow, doesn't matter. Forbidden is forbidden. Now, although all kinds of actions leading to breeding are forbidden, but Strictly, the prohibition which can result in the lashes is only when one meets all the requirements of the transgression, which is actually doing it by, by hand. The lashes cannot take place until the breeding is done physically by the breeder by hand, by inserting one animal's organ into the other, physically. Aval, however, if he didn't physically do the mating, the breeding, if he just placed one animal above the other, or he led them on with voice commands, it's still forbidden. It's a transgression of law, but... Merely rabbinic law. And therefore, the worst punishment that can apply is makin ese, makis mardis. There could be the lashes for rebelliousness, for wantonly transgressing a rabbinic law, which the courts had a right to impose under certain conditions. 
So what we learn is the physical act of breeding is absolutely forbidden. Anywhere and everywhere, my animal or your animal, but indirectly causing, causing crossbreeding, crossbreeding is forbidden, but it's not a biblical transgression, it's a rabbinic transgression. On a more liberal tone, it is permissible to cause two species of animal <clears throat> to enter into one chamber, one corral or what have you, and then whatever they do is not my responsibility. However, but if they were seen mating with each other, he's not obligated to separate them. That far the Torah doesn't go. Furthermore, a Jew is forbidden to give his animal to a non-Jew to bring about a crossbreeding. So these are the laws as it relates to the action of breeding different species. Gimel, what about the product? What if somebody transgressed and did it and he bred, he crossbred two different species of animals and then he has a byproduct. Halacha says one may benefit from the offspring, which is interesting. It's so forbidden to do, but if it's done, one may benefit. Furthermore, if it was the crossbreeding of two kosher species of animals, one with the other, therefore the offspring is kosher. Not only is it kosher, but it may be eaten. It's glot kosher. Mutter ba'chilet may be consumed. This was already covered in the laws of forbidden foods that despite the fact that crossbreeding of different species of animals is strictly forbidden by Torah law, but the byproduct is permissible to use and is even kosher to consume. Okay, Dalid, moving right along. Two types of animal, domestic or wild, which have many similarities, which means they are compatible with one another, they're similar to one another, and they can and do easily conceive from one another, and they have many parallel characteristics. However, all of that means nothing. Hail the Haim Shnei because they are two species. Hareihem Kilayim, they are considered cross-breeding, mixed-breeding. The Osur Laharkivan, and Torah forbids this breeding. So they could be very similar. You could say, come on, it's the, it doesn't matter. And here he spells them out. Ketzad, for example. Hazeev im hakelev, a wolf and a dog. Many people will tell you, oh, a dog is from the wolf family, a wolf is from the dog family. That's all very nice, but you're not allowed to breed a wolf and a dog. The akelev akufri im hashuel. Again, different translations here. He has a hunting dog and a fox. Vatsvoyim imoizim, deer and goats. Vayaelim im mountain goats and sheep. Vasusim apered, one of the famous ones. Are mules and donkey, donkey and wild asses. How do you make a mule? You have a, a, a horse 
and a donkey breed, it creates a mule. Our papi shadeimin even though they're very similar, by Torah law, they are forbidden, they're considered crossbreeding. However, hey, mean sheesh by midbari biyushuvi, when a species has within the same species what we call a wild species and a domesticated species, kigain, for example, shared habar, a wild ox, imasher, and a regular ox, viharamach imasus, a wild horse, and a horse, mutalah, kibim zemzeh, there's no problem, because a horse is a horse, of course, of course. You're wondering where that comes from. It's from the Rambam. Because they are one species. If you're talking about a duck, with what's called a wild duck, they may have similar names, but they're different species. They're different. And he brings here the proof. The Abbas bore baits of me because the domesticated duck, its testicles are within its body, while a wild duck, its testicles are outside its body. Miklau, this is proof positive, shame shnei minim, that they are two different species. What about the famous koi? A koi is a crossbreed between a domesticated animal and a non domesticated animal, like a deer and a cow. They are considered, and we learned this earlier, they are considered forbidden. And they are considered cross-breeding, whether with the wild animal, with the deer family, or with the behemoth, or with the domesticated animal family. So they are, as we say in Yiddish, nishtahin and nishtaher. However, the ain lake in all of there is no lashes. Because we're not really sure what the koi is. And we learned earlier, we learned extensively about the koi in earlier laws. Here come some which I thought were fascinating laws. Those animals born from mixed breeding of species, are they allowed to breed? So the answer is, if their mothers... Well, the same species, one may breed them one with another. But the mothers were different species. Then that's the litmus test. What the mother is. We don't care what the father is. The mother has to be the same species in order to breed them together. If he does breed them, even though the father was the same species. Like uh, he could have lashes applied. Furthermore, what if the offspring was bred with the same species as its own mother? We said earlier the offspring could be bred with an offspring of the same species as its mother. But can it be bred with the same species as its mother? For example, I used an example before of a horse and a donkey. So if the horse is the father, the male, and the donkey is the female, so you have this mule that is born. Now, can the mule be mated with another mule? It depends if the mother of the mule is the same species as the mother of the other mule. So, 
Therefore, he gives an example here. A male mule whose mother is a donkey. I lost my place here. May be mated with a female mule whose mother is a donkey. But it may not be mated with a donkey, even though its own mother is a donkey. But Pered, a mule, whose mother is a horse and father is a donkey. May not be bred with a female mule whose mother is a donkey. And this is the rule across the board. The fecal, therefore. That's very nice. So, how do we know? If somebody wants to breed a mule with a mule, or as we will learn. The same halacha applies when we want to have a carriage or a plow drawn by two animals. It cannot be crossed. cannot be two different species, as we will learn. So if somebody wants two mules to draw a carriage, we have to know what the mother was. How do we know? We say, excuse me, Mr. Mule. Well, who was your mother? They probably don't talk, unless they're Bilam's donkey. Beidik. So the answer is, he checks, Bissimonio's name, the ears. Vizonab and the tail, the coil and the voice. There are unique qualities in the ears, tail, and voice. So you've got to be careful when you walk over to somebody and say, excuse me, can I check your ears and tail and voice? They might think that you think they're a mule. Im demon if they're similar, this is proof positive, she'imon mimin echad, that their mother was from the same species, umutorim, and they're permissible. So here we have six halachas in the arena of crossbreeding. Now we segue into the next section for the next five halachas. This is one of the shorter portions. Another prohibition is performing labor with two different species at once, together. That's forbidden by Torah. And here the rules are different. The general rule is one has to be a kosher species and one has to be a non-kosher species. That is the key to the prohibition. This is forbidden and lashes can apply in any geographical location. As the verse says, Do not plow. Besher with an ox, or bechamer and a donkey. Ox is kosher. Donkey is not kosher. Ox is pure species. Donkey is impure species. Yachtov together. Now it's not only plowing, and it's not only donkeys, and it's not only oxen. But echad achedish, whether one plows, or one seeds, or one just uses the animals to draw a wagon, a evan, or to draw a heavy stone, ki echad. In unison, or in higam ke'echad, or he led them together, afil b'kel, even by voice. Leke, he can get lashes. This is all forbidden. Shanemar, as it says, yachdov together, mikom mokim. Avobot hamazabgon. If somebody just yokes them together, potter is exempt. Achiyim shechayanig, until he pulls or draws or leads. 
Now, is it only an ox or a donkey? Ches, echot sher v'chamer. This applies to an ox and a donkey, v'echot kol shnei minim. Or any other two species, she'echot tomei, v'echot where one is impure or in our verbiage, non-kosher, and one is pure or in our verbiage, kosher. Bein behema, in behema, whether domesticated species with domesticated species, kachazir, like a pig, which is a non-kosher, domesticated species, Imakebes with a lamb. So you have two domesticated species, one non-kosher, the pig, and one kosher, the lamb. A chaya imchaya, or a non-domesticated species with a non-domesticated species. Kiyachmor impil, like a wild deer with an elephant. A chaya imbehema, or a non-domesticated species with a domesticated Species one kosher and one not. Kekelev imo'ez, like a dog and a goat. A tzvi or a deer imachazer with a pig. So the rule is kosher species, non-kosher species together. Makes no difference, domesticated, non-domesticated. I'll call Elu for all of the above. Like there could be lashes applied. Minatera by biblical law. Shechaya bechal behemahi. Because for these purposes... A non-domesticated animal, like a deer and an elephant and so on, are like a domesticated animal. As we explained, in the laws of forbidden foods. That is biblically. That is from a perspective of Torah law. But rabbinically, our sages teach us, we go above and beyond the rule of the Torah. That any two species which would be considered mixed breeding in the breeding arena. Asurim lachlish bohem would be also forbidden to plow with them. And to draw a wagon and to lead them. So here we're not even talking anymore about forbidden species and permissible species, kosher and non-kosher. By rabbinic law, it's anything that's mixed. And if he caused these two species to labor together, a mashach or to pull, a hinig, or he led, led them in a, carrying a wagon or whatever, the rabbinic lashes can apply. So that rabbinically, even two non-kosher species or two kosher species, whatever would be forbidden to breed is forbidden to cause to work together. Furthermore, it's also forbidden for an animal on dry land to be worked together with an animal of the sea. Kigain Azim, she would like a goat with a sea animal. If he did, he's exempt because that's not biblical. Tez. Agola, what if there's a wagon? Like you used to have a horse and buggy? A wagon. Where two forbidden species were pulling the wagon, forbidden. Not only is the wagon driver culpable, but the passenger is culpable. Even though you could say, hey, what did I do? I'm just a passenger. Because he's sitting there. Cause the animal to work. The animal's working for him. If he wasn't there, the animal wouldn't be working. And so also, 
Shneim Lakin. If one is in the wagon and another is leading the animals, they both can get lashes, technically, if it all fits. Even if a hundred people were leading a set of forbidden animals together, and they're all liable to receive the lashes. Now, what about a person and an animal? Can a person work together with an animal? What if somebody needs his, pl- his field plowed, and his field takes two oxen, and one ox is on vacation, went to Disneyland? It is permissible to do labor, man and animal together. Again, for example, Adam, a human being, Shechedesh, who plows, Yemasher with an ox, a Meshchagol, or pulls a wagon, Yemchamer, with a donkey. My father, of blessed memory, used to tell a wonderful story. The wonderful story was of this very, very poor Shlamazel wagon driver, who, to get, like every other wagon driver, was trying to make a living. But his horse was Nebuch uh, old and Tzablujit and Tzahargit. Anyway, this fellow, this, this venerable uh, rabbi, needs a ride from one town to the other, and he's the only wagon driver left, even though the word out there is don't use him. Anyway, he uses him, and he gets into the wagon. Every time they come to a hill, the wagon driver says to the passenger, okay, out of the wagon, go to the back, we, have, we need to push up the hill. They come to a downhill, he says, hold the wagon back, it shouldn't fly down the hill, or we're all dead. And the passenger goes out of the wagon, schlepping and pulling and pulling and schlepping, and up the hill and down the hill, and he's filthy and exhausted by the time they get there. Anyway, he comes to the uh, destination, he says, thank you to the wagon driver, he pays him, and then he says, Mr. Wagon Driver, I want to ask you a question. I understand why you took this trip. This is what you do for a living. You have to make a living. I understand why I took this trip. I needed to go from point A to point B. That's why I'm here. But I can't begin to understand, did we have to schlep the horse? <laughs> why couldn't the horse stay home? <laughs> so that's the, the story my dad used to say. So here we have a situation where a man and an ox are schlepping together. Shenemar, as it says, with, a do- with an ox and a donkey together, the verse doesn't say, with a man and a donkey, a man and an ox. And finally, here's a fantastic law, 11, Yud Aleph, what if we have an animal, and this is a particular scenario, an animal that was sanctified as a sacrifice, and then under a state of sanctification, it became impure. So here's an animal that was once a sacrifice, became impure, so what happened to the animal? It has to be redeemed. And another animal has to replace it. So here we have an animal that once was the status of a sacrifice, and now is the status of an everyday animal. So it has like a mixed rule of sacred and not sacred, once it's redeemed. So he says, there's an interesting phenomenon discussed in the oral law, even though this animal is only one animal, one body. The Torah considers it like two bodies. Why? How could one animal be two animals? Because it once was sacred. 
Venasis kekedesh ukechel moravim zebazeh. Then it was redeemed and was no longer sacred. So the same animal has a certain status of holiness and a certain status of non-holiness together. Therefore, this one animal, being that it has the status of two different animals, is considered for the purpose of this law as an impure animal and an animal and a pure animal. So you have one animal becomes like two animals. It says, If from any impure animal which you will not offer an offering to Hashem, who offers offerings from impure animals? The oral law teaches, He talks about animals which were sacrifices which became unfit and were redeemed. So they have the status of both. Lefiko, therefore, Interesting law develops out of this. When somebody plows with this particular ox, which represents within it two oxen, the sacrifice and the non-sacrifice, or somebody causes this to mate and reproduce, this person could receive Theoretically, lashes because of Kliyam under the right circumstances, using only one animal. You have working two forbidden entities in one animal. This is from the oral tradition taught by Hashem to Moshe at Mount Sinai, end of chapter 9.